Hello everyone, and it's been a while, but welcome back to the Caution Flag. I'm your host, Ian O'Brien, and it is going to be going on a Tuesday. That's right, it's going to be Tuesday, October 29th here soon in about 8 minutes. So we are two days away from Halloween, so once again, if you are a big NASCAR fan, go dress up as your favorite NASCAR driver. Heck, I know you I know you Chase Elliott bandwagoners out, bandwagoners out there are going to be dressing up as him. Don't, don't, don't lie. You don't know how many ones he's got. <laughs> but one, but then again, welcome, in fact, here to the, um, caution flag. I am, of course, Ian O'Brien, as I just said. So, how was the first dad of 500? The first dad of 500 here at Martinsville Speedway for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. The first round of eight as well here for the playoffs. And what... Hope to be a great race. Turn out to be eh, okay. It, it was pretty exciting. Okay, there were. It was an okay race. I'd give it like you know Eric Eastup gave it a 60. I think I'll have like 100 on the groovy gauge. I'll give it a 70, 70, 75. I think it was a little bit better than what he had. Average race. I thought it was a above average race. Not real great, but it was it was a pretty decent um, game. That I thought. I mean, it was a pretty decent race. I thought happened at Martinsville. In Virginia, of course. But how about Martin Truex Jr. dominating this race? One both one stage one dominates stage one. Stage two, Kyle Larson, you know, older tires, in his way. MTJ goes up high, the take up high, then he goes down low to take the um, lead, and he does it. He does it from uh, Kyle Larson. He passes him to win stage two. An amazing photo finish. And then, and then of course the end of the race. Now there were some other things that happened during the race as well that I'll be going over. But MTJ, 464 laps left, started third, seventh win on the season. Another, and you know, a, a, finally a grandfather clock for him. And how about this? Locked in again to the championship four for another year in a row. The dom what a dominating performance it has been the last few years by this driver. You know, ever since the whole MW Michael Waltrip Racing incident with Spingate, Marjorie Jr. has been nothing but successful ever since that. I mean, making it to the round of four in 2015. Remember, this was when Furniture Row Racing, this was when Furniture Row Racing was a thing, and they had Chevrolet, the SS, the ECR engines that were um with uh, Richard Childress, makes it with them. And then 2017, wins the championship. 2018, last year, his team shuts down and nearly wins it again, loses to Logano with like 11 laps to go. This year, with Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, it, it took him a little while. I'm not gonna lie, it took Truex a little, a couple little bit of the year, you know, to um, finally get that mojo going again. New team and everything, how to get used to it. But he got used to it real fast. He started out a little slow, and then it started, he started getting all of it in. He started, um, he started racing like he did in 2018, 2017, and we've seen it this year. It's going to be another, it seems to be another year where it's like uh, 2017. He's definitely better than he was last year. Truex last year was great regular season for like the first half, then he slipped up. 
wasn't really showing anything. And the only reason why he made really to the round four last year is because of his consistency. Remember, he won no races. He should have been out, actually, because Kurt Busch was in, but he made it in. Remember, remember Kurt Busch was in there until the wreck happened. Same with Chase Elliott. They, um, one of those guys should have made it in instead of uh, MTJ. But no, MTJ made it in. Now MTJ this year, it's looking like his 2017 self. Seven wins. And can go back into Homestead with the chance at his second title. Second title for Martin Truex Jr. A guy, remember, that everyone thought was done. Everyone thought this dude was a bust. Remember, a Bush Series champion. With, D, with DEI, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. Everyone thought, next star. But it started going downhill because of DEI for a bit. Didn't do anything in that one car except for Wendover, his first career win. And then was basically Gonzo until he won uh, Sonoma of 2013. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he is the most dominant driver in NASCAR. And, you know, people can say, well, it was Joe Gibbs. People will say that, but I don't think it was. I just think Truex was in a better situation. Paired him up with great with a great crew chief at First Row Racing. His first, not his first year, but his second year. First year they struggled. His second year there, they won Pocono, and they were consistent. And then, once the playoffs started, they found their mojo. Once the whole playoff um, format was implicated, they found their mojo. And that's just what happened here. Truex basically dominated this whole race. Besides a little bit of challenges here and there, he basically dominated this whole race. The only one that gave him a real challenge at the end was uh, William Byron. Big credit to William, Bi William Byron, too. I thought he was going to honestly try and catch up to him, but lap traffic... Uh, got it, uh, lap traffic, end up letting Truex go, which kind of uh, slowed Byron down a bit, too. And because that, uh, Truex was able to pull away and win the race. I think it was three more laps ago if maybe had uh, Byron on the bumper and Truex, but um, Truex just basically had Donna car all day, and it was known for a fact that once he took, once he got those, that lead and won those both, swept the both stages, that he was going to win this race, and that's exactly what happened. But Byron finished in second. Yo, kudos to him. Kudos to the season he's been having. I know he's not in the playoffs anymore. I know he was eliminated, but man, kudos to him. Most improved driver by far. You know, when you're in the mid-20s in standings last year, people are downing you, even when you're a rookie, because that's NASCAR nowadays. And you've seen the young drivers, you know, not really win as many races. Big kudos to William Byron, though, this year, man. Big kudos. Jack Knauss has really turned that team around. He's really turned that 24, which is technically, remember, the old five team around so far. Um, third place was Brad Keselowski. Pretty much silent all day. Denny Hamlin went 30 laps. We'll get into him and his little um, little after, after the race, after um, post-race incident. Ryan Blaney, fifth. Kurt Busch, sixth. Kevin Harvick, 7th, 
Joey Logano, who will also get into eighth. Uh, Kyle Larson, ninth. Ryan Newman rounds off the top ten. David Reagan, who's, remember, go, not going to be back next year at, Fer, at, um, at Ferraro Motorsports. He finishes 11th. Chris Butcher, 12th. Bubba, who, Bubba Wallace, 13th. Kyle Busch, now Kyle Busch got into contact here with um, Eric Almirola. Was not real happy with Almirola. Um, Busch luckily did not hit anything. While, you know, guys like Ryan Priest, Jimmy Johnson, and Almirola all got damaged. Bush, however, finishes 14th. Kyle Bush right now. Okay, he's still, he's third right now, okay? And I think he's, you know, in the standings. He is okay on points as of now. Uh, you know, he's without, yeah, I should say for the round of four, he's definitely good on points right now. Uh, you know, he's third. Nothing to be worried about. But in this situation right now, my, uh, only 27 points, you know, to the good, he needs a, he needs at least a decent finish. He at least needs a 20th or better, maybe a 30th or 20th or better has to be. Because Kyle Busch, you know, it's been it's been odd for him this playoffs. He's been getting with fights with everyone. It seems like every single week. I mean, Garrett Smithley for crying out loud, Eric Almarola. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um. Let's see. Ricky Stiles Jr. 15th. Matt DiBenedetto also had some damage in that crash. I talked about 16th. Daniel Hemrick got spun around, actually. Hemrick got spun, I think it was off the bumper, actually, of, um, was it Michael McDowell or something like that? Someone spun David Reagan around, I know, because he, he was actually, he was okay up there. And then he got spun around, um, I kind of forget who it was by, actually. Yeah, I think it was actually Michael McDowell that um, turned... Um, Daniel Hemrick round, who, remember, Hemrick's going to win Rookie of the Year because he's better than Ryan Priest by far, but he's not going to be back next year anyways, so uh, rip. Rip the Daniel Hemrick's career for now. I do hope Hemrick goes to the Xfinity Series, gets a good ride there, wins a few races, and maybe comes, you know, back up to the Cup. Be the next Brennan Gone or something, except come back to the Cup full-time. Uh, Corey LeJoy in the Mystery Machine. Yes, he did have a mystery machine. Uh, remember, still technically a free agent, but I have I don't have actually a word they signed with on Go Fast. And if he did, then um, good for him. I know they're getting some Stuart Haas equipment more in. I heard that could be also because Cole Custer's coming in soon. Eighteenth uh, round, Ryan Priest, nineteenth. Eric Jones had a tire go down. Finished the twenty uh, the twentieth uh, Craftsman Craftsman's Toyota Camry. Finished twentieth. Paul Menard twenty. First, also finished 21st. Uh, 22nd was Austin Dillon. 23rd, Michael McDowell. 24th, Ty Dillon, who spun out earlier, actually brought out the third caution. Was First one was actually on debris from um, from uh, Ross Chastain's car. Ross Chastain actually finished 29th. Um, yeah, Matt Crafton also was in this race, too. <laughs> Drove a four. Oh, yeah, Matt Crafton. Or Matt Tift, I should say. Definitely Matt Tift. Um, I think the thing here, the, the results have Matt Crafton. Matt Crafton even... No, it had to have been Matt Tift. Definitely had to have been Matt Tift that raced in there. It could have been Matt Crafton. I mean, this has to be an error by um, MRN over here. Or, um, yeah, MSN, MRN. 
same, same kind of thing, you know what I mean? But this has been error. That's definitely not um, Matt Crafton. Um, that, that's definitely Matt Tift. And if it, let me, I have to look that up because no way that's, that's Matt Tift. Oh, no way. My bad. Yeah, it is Matt Crafton. Wow. So Matt Crafton. No, I didn't hear anything on Matt Tift actually during the news. That's been silent. Apparently, let me let me see real quick. Is Matt Tift sidelined or something? I think he had the bit silent. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, medical, my bad. Forgot about that. So, yeah, Matt Tift actually was sidelined a day or the day of the race. So, yeah, that, that was actually a fact that I completely forgot about. Matt Tift was sidelined during that race. Was in medical need or something like that. So, yeah, Matt Crafton. I mean, you know, Matt, Matt. I guess it doesn't really matter anyways. Matt Crafton, um, you know, should be actually credited. He did run Kyle Busch's car in the 2015 Daytona 500, so he should have a ring. Long with David Reagan, actually. So, you know what? Big credit to Matt Crafton. 25th place. That's actually better than what Matt Tift has actually really finished this year. So, top 25 finish for Matt Crafton. And his first start since 2015. Respect. If Matt Crafton wanted to, he could have went to the Cup, but... He likes staying in trucks because he wins a lot in there. Uh, was it Landon Castle? 26th in the double zero. Uh, BJ McLennan, 27th. JJ Ailey, 28th. As I said, Chastain had that debris off his car. Contact actually was with um, Crafton. And he finishes off 29th. Alex Bowman, 30th. Another Alex Bowman's been struggling lately. Uh, Daniel Suarez, 31st. Garrett Smithley, 32nd. Reed Soares, 33rd. Timmy Hill, 34th. Clint Boyer, another struggle. Another struggle. He was up there earlier. There were some tire issues. He ends up finishing pretty bad. Chase Elliott, we t the broken axle was a big part of Chase Elliott's problem. And remember, Chase Elliott's engine like caught on fire. I mean, that whole car blew up this week. I mean, it was just fire and flames, everything. Uh, they go to the backup. You know, they go to the backup, um, probably engine, I should say. Backup, you know, engine changes and all that. And they, um, you know, they're moving up there, actually. You know, he was started from the rear, moved up. He was, like, 12th by the past Kyle Busch. And then this happens, and it seems like Chase Elliott has the problem where he can never get out of the round of eight. I mean, look at it, 2017, for example. He's in the round of eight, consistent, no wins. He's about to win Martinsville, it seems like, and Denny Hamlin pushes him out of the way, wrecks him. We know the story from there. Hamlin, Elliott, the fight afterwards. Not really a fight, I would even say. More of a disagreement, shallow match. And then, remember, 2018, as I said, the whole Kurt Hamlin, Kurt Busch got together, Chase Elliott's involved. When Elliott, it looked like, was going to uh, make it possibly to the round of four. And it seems like that this is happening again because now, you know, not a lot of time left for Chase Elliott. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's going to have to be a win these next two races. And it might have to actually be a win um, this race coming up here. Um, at Texas for the AAA 500. This will possibly, this will probably, this will, this is a must win. Because if not, Chase Elliott's going to be known for like, here's the thing, Eric Jones may be like the guy who doesn't get out of the first round ever. He's a first round exit. Chase Elliott may be a round of eight exit. Because that's, and that's what I'm going to call him if he doesn't make it to the round of four. The round of eight exit, Elliott. Or if someone comes up with a better name, just, uh, uh, you know, put it down here. Put it down on Anchor, something like that. Call me out. Put it down on Twitter when I upload this to Twitter uh, later on. 
or you know, Facebook, um, maybe Instagram, if I put the link right. Anyways, Eric Almarola, we talked about him. He was involved in that crash with Kyle Bush, 37th, and so was Kimmy Johnson. Took a hard hit, actually. Ran into Almarola's car. Good thing both of them are okay, because that was a hard hit really Almarola took. But it was also a hard hit that Johnson took as well. Jimmy Johnson, man, uh, I don't know what's going on with him though this year. It seems like they, it's like everything's fine, and the next thing you know, they're right. Every single time. Every single time. But anyways, that's pretty much it. And the updating standings for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series are now up. And as we would expect, Truex is first, has a win, locked into the round of four. And really now, just these last two races can actually chill if you want to. Not racing in one hard, just, you know, he could finish 15th, 20th, he could wreck. It wouldn't matter, because he's already in the round of four, he's already at Homestead. Uh, Denny Hamlin, pretty much also, you know, 20 points to the good, to the cutoff line. He's um, 7 points ahead of teammate Kyle Busch, and 10 points ahead of 4th place Joey Logano. So as of now, it seems like Kyle. It seems like Denny Hamlin, he's in an okay spot. He just needs to be consistent these last few races, top tens, top fifteens, even, and he'll be fine. Kyle Busch, uh, I would say, honestly, I would say he's okay. Kyle Busch, I would honestly say, you know, he's he's good where he's at. I don't think he has to really do anything much. Again, consistent finishes and don't let your anger take the best of you. And then Joey Logano. Joey Logano is really the one right now who's, um, you know, right in front of Kevin Harvick by 15 points. He has to have a, another good race or else Kevin Harvick, and he has to make sure Kevin Harvick does not win or Logano's out as of now. Uh, Ryan Blaney, sixth, once again, has to do something. Kyle Larson in seventh and Chase Elliott in eighth. Round up the round of eight as of now. And remember, that broken axle was a big hit to Elliott. We're going to see if he can bounce back at Texas. And then at Phoenix, too. And Phoenix has been a decent track for him. Uh, so we're going to have to see what happens these next few races. And if Chase Elliott will do something here. And maybe win. Maybe win. But it's going to be a tough challenge. Especially, especially Texas. And remember, Kevin Harvick, even though he was, remember, he got suspended, you know, won Texas, but was penalized. One of, honestly, even though with the new, um, you know, with the new pack, the package, the package this year, I do think this could be Kevin Harvick's race again. Him and Kyle Busch are good at Texas. I'm predicting one of them to win. Um, Non-playoff drivers, as another predicted win, I would say maybe Brakislavski, or uh, it could even be Kurt Busch. Who I would pick for my um, guys to win. Who I don't think is going to win. You know, that's a funded driver. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, I think he's going to struggle yet again at Texas. Um, my sleeper pick, honestly, who could get another surprise um, victory is Ryan Newman. I think Ryan Newman could get a surprise here and there. You know, I, I don't think he'll get a victory, Ryan Newman, but he will have a uh, another one of those Ryan Newman days where he's you know go where he's going on good on strategy and he gets a top ten or top five. That's what's gonna happen. I think that's what's gonna happen. But those are basically the standings so far. 
after Martinsville, as I said before, as I said, they'll go Texas next, and then Homes, Texas, Phoenix, and Homestead. And as of now, it's not going to be easy. You basically have to win. Now, you know, you're basically going to have to win here. Now, I think someone can will be maybe getting locked in at Texas, and that'll be Kyle Busch. Once I set, again, you know, if Kyle Busch just keeps cool and doesn't flip out on the radio again, I think he's going to be good. I do think he's going to be good. All right, let's talk about actually a little bit about the um. Talk. Well, we could go over actually right now the Xfinity. Um, let's go over the Xfinity standings real quick. So Christopher Bell and Cole Custer are tied with seven wins right now, and they are basically uh, good to the go here in their round of eight. Tyler Reddick, third. Justin Allgaier, fourth. Um, Chase Briscoe got him fifth. Michael Nett, sixth. Noah Gregson, seventh, and Austin Sindrick, eighth. As of now, for your um, standings here, Christopher Bell and Cole Custer, without doubt, going to be the biggest um, challenges. Tyler Reddick, tell you what, he's been doing good though for RCR. Uh, that's why he's moving up to the Cup because they know he has potential. But thing is, will the engines work for him? How good will the will the ECR engines be for them? We'll have to see. But I do think this championship is going to only come down to Bell or Cole Custer. I don't see anyone else really uh, competing much for it. And then for the trucks, uh, Brett Moffat, of course, defending champ. Looks like he's going to win it again here. Um, Stuart Fryson hasn't been bad. Only one win, but he, he's been really consistent. Of course, just Chastain as well. As well here. Uh, it's going to be a decent battle. We're going to have to see what happens. But I think those three are going to be the biggest um, drivers to look out for. And Brett Moffat, I think, can go back to back. All right. Now that we went over that, how about we go real quick over the Logano and uh, Denny Hamlin incident? So, you know, it seems like Denny Hamlin wasn't giving Logano enough room, and you know, after the race, Logano didn't appreciate it much, and you know, talked it out. They were talking, and we've seen this incident before. Remember, 2013, the Food City 500. It was actually when my boy Jeff Gordon was leading the race before he wrecked him. Him and Matt Kenseth wrecked. Uh, Gordon was leading the race. And it looks like Logano's going to try and pass him, but Hamlin's there too. Hamlin does not give Logano a break, bumps him basically. Logano gets wrecked, and then after the race, you saw it, it was Hamlin in his car. Logano went to go confront him, and push him, came to shove him, and the crew members kind of went at it. And then the next week, remember, at Auto Club, photo finished between two as they were fighting to see who would get the win. And this is what led, remember, to Denny Hamlin's uh, back injury. That had him sidelined, and he had guys like, you know, Brian Fickers, Mark Martin, replace him. You know, drivers like that. And they both wrecked, actually. Kyle Busch ends up winning the race. And then, of course, that led to the Tony Stewart-Logano uh, fight with a thrown water bottle. And Stewart just going right after Logano because of the block. That's what led to... Um, that's basically what led to the whole rivalry where they said Logano... Versus Hamlin, you know, and then flash forward now to 2019. Oh, uh, God, six years. That was like six, seven years ago. My God. Where'd the times go, man? Where has the, where have the times gone, bro? Wow. I'm old. <laughs> Anyways, it seems like we have that again here, but first of all, childish on both ends, honestly. Uh, 
mostly on Logano, but I'll get to that. But Denny Hamlin, honestly, put his you know hand out basically about it. You know, put his arm out to Logano. Logano you know, smacked it away, which he has all rights to do. But one thing that Logano should also know that you don't smack someone's hand without getting a little payback, and that's basically what happened. Now, I agree, really. Um, did Matt, who said it? Wasn't Matt Tift actually that said this? Who said? I think it might have been Matt Tift on Twitter. Let me look up real quick. I think it might have been Matt Tift. It, it was some Matt. Might have been actually. Let me let me see if he said. Okay, so yeah, Matt Tift actually actually said on Twitter. He quoted the tweet during the fight. When can we impose a rule to let drivers settle our own fights? Our own fights. So now, this basically means that um, should NASCAR maybe let people fight it out until like it gets real bad, then you have them step in. It should happen. I think I think I like that because one thing that happened here is the crew members when. You know, Hamlin, Hamlin didn't have his crew members for his fault until, like, the fight started, okay? Hamlin, they tried to back him up when Hamlin, you know, wanted to go for him, but, like, they weren't there when Logano, you know, slapped Hamlin's hand or something like that. Hamlin wanted to go, and, you know, Logano had to get his crew members over here because, honestly, Logano's a baby. I'm not, I'm being biased, but I'm just saying, you know, in that situation, Logano, you're going one-on-one, -on -one, man. Do like they do in hockey, man. Go one-on-one -on -one with each other. Fight it out. If it gets real bad... Then you have the guys step in. But it wasn't even that bad until the crew member stepped in. And then it went to a huge pile. And then you saw a crew member basically cheap shot blindside uh, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin basically fell down to the concrete. It's childish behavior on both ends. And especially on Logano's part and his crew member. And besides, that crew member suspended for only one race. One race. Jim France, what the hell are you doing, man? One race. If I am... NASCAR, I suspended him for the rest of the season for that. A blindside punt or push, whatever it was. You don't blindside someone, first of all. No, you go right up to their face and you punch them. You're not doing that cheap shot little um, little girly stuff. Like, you know what I mean? No. No, you're not doing that. Come on, bro. You're not doing that. That's ridiculous. And that's, and that's poor sportsmanship, first of all. Now, fighting is poor sportsmanship. But when you blindside someone, it's also poor sportsmanship. All right? That's just how it is, man. You should be spending for the season, not for one race. Kidding me? Come on, man. Anyways, that's pretty much about does it here for this episode. Uh, we just basically recap Martinsville, recap a little bit of the standings. Go on. I'll touch on a little more with the Gander RV uh, truck series and the Xfinity series. Um... Once, like, you know, it gets real close, like, the last two races. I haven't, I know it's been, I've been really busy, first of all. That's why there hasn't been a lot of podcasts out. But this one will, in fact, be out. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get it uploaded once I find my good music track for this. And it should all be good. It'll all be back to normal. Don't worry. I just need to study a little bit more. That's all. Because I want good grades so I could keep on doing this for you guys. Because I'm not going to get a big time job after college if I don't pass gen eds. That's just how it works. All right, though. Thank you guys here for the caution flag. And by the way, I'm also I'm doing good in them, so don't worry. I just need to focus a little more. You know what I mean? But anyways, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the caution flag. 
This is Daniel O'Brien signing out. Remember to watch Texas. That's, that will be on uh, NBCSN at about, uh, I think it is um, about 2.30. Let me just double check that real quick. I think it's a 2.30 race on uh, NBCSN. Okay, 3 o'clock, my bad. Not 2.30. A 3 o'clock race on NBCSN. With only three races to go, so we will see who makes it to the round of four after the Texas AAA Texas 500 and the Can Am 500. Thank you guys, though. Have a great night, everybody.